Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. And. We're going to continue our conversation today. Uh, earlier, we had Representative Chris Stewart on the line with us talking about a bipartisan bill dealing uh, with mental health uh, for our young people, for our teenagers in particular. And we're we're really thrilled to have join us on the program now, uh, David Durazi, uh, whose father, Tony, uh, was the first cartoonist to work on Snow White uh, and actually invented the character of Dopey. And he also uh, dealt with mental health issues, Was uh, had bipolar uh, at the same time. And as he is detailed in his book, The In-Between Artist, the story of Tony uh, Durazi. And uh, David, thanks so much for joining us today. Well, thanks for having me, Boyd. I'm excited about being here. And I'm, and I'm excited about getting the book out and finally published. And it took me five or six years to do It was taken from all the notes that my mom gave me about 12 years ago Mm. before she passed. And I'd say 20 boxes of just notes and all his scrapbooks. And so I just kind of isolated myself over the last five, six years on weekends. Yeah. You know, doing my normal job and put this thing together. Wow. Well, it's a uh, it's quite a story. And I think it's an important story. Uh, for all of us, uh, you know, your dad was clearly uh, creative and powerful in that way. Uh, his work as part of uh, Disney and and Snow White, and uh, and yet dealing with some really tough uh, mental health issues, bipolar disorder. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you learned going through that and putting all of this together in terms of mental health. What I learned, and I think, and I, that's the reason I wanted to write this story that. You know, no matter what, anything he came up against, he had five nervous breakdowns, 37 shock treatments. Mm. And the day that I saw that movie, uh, uh, The Beautiful Mind, you know, with Russell Crowe, that was was, uh, produced by, you know, directed by Ronnie Howard. Right. And I said, my gosh, my dad, you know, he wasn't a teacher, but oh, he was a teacher. Yeah. But he went on into the radio and TV career. And he was successful, but you know he he had a you know he had his first nervous breakdown when he was in Art League Students League of New York, which was mm-hmm. the number one school art school in America at the time. And his dad sent him there. He was the oldest of eleven children, wow. and uh, but that's what he after that his second year he had a you know and just a terrible incident that occurred to change his whole life and. You know, he had his, he was diagnosed with his first nervous breakdown, but he came back home and the family and his dad, his uncle that was a psychologist, seemed to bring him back to life. And, you know, from the bottom, he went all the way back to the top. He made, did a mural in his local church, 
Wow. That his that you know mirrored like Michelangelo at the ceiling, and uh, and then he heard about the World's Fair, and he ended up uh, when he was recovering after he graduated. You know, he went back to school, he got better, and he entered his two drawings in the World's Fair, and all of a sudden they won first place. They were religious drawings, the creation of man, and. Uh, also the death of his sister who had died Mm. in between all this when he was home at the age of 22 and 23. And then he got on a radio station in Chicago and, you know, he was the number one radio, uh, teaching kids cartoons to draw cartoons on the radio, the number one show at the time there. And, uh, from there he went to Hollywood. Wow. So he got, uh, he just uh, went with KHJ Radio, and that's an interesting story in itself. And he had right. the first one. On, he wanted to be on the major station, and then he went back during the, the war, you know, after the war, and ended up three, four years just kind of living with his parents again and teaching at night. And right. Then he heard about that he moved to radio, and, uh, you know, in Spokane, and he heard about he wanted to be back in radio again in Hollywood. He, Terry V came around and he had the number one TV show for four years, wow. kids TV show on yeah. Uh, KTLA. Yeah, yeah. So as, as so, you look at this and in the in the context of the book, uh, I know part of the reason you wrote the book was was to really advocate for uh, better workspaces, uh, especially for people dealing with mental illness and and clearly. Uh, your dad, again, uh, known for so many different things, uh, including uh, being the the first cartoonist to work on Snow White. Um, that there weren't a lot of the things that we even have now, but yet we still have a long way to go. I think as it relates to, especially our workspaces, in terms of people dealing with mental illness. So, what what could we be doing better to help people really flourish? What we can do better, I've always thought, you know, and that's, you're right. That's one of, uh, you know, the profits that are made from this book. I'm going to donate, you know, money to give them the facilities and kind of work with them and try to understand them better. You know, my father in between all this mental illness had a lot of success. So I think there's a lot of talent there. And I think, you know, and what's really sad, a lot of the families are in denial and I think if they read this book, they'll realize if they if they reach out to that child or friend that has mental illness, try to help them, whatever you can do, and put them in a place, uh, you know, that they could they could thrive. Yeah. And I think that's the key. We we need like I know Garcetti in Los Angeles. I mean, he made all those little homes over there. They did in North Hollywood. Yeah, what forty seven of them. I mean, why can't we expand upon that? And, you know, now they're talking, I guess, what I read the other day, as the Congress are getting together, they're telling Newsom, hey, you know, give us that $15 billion, you know, extra money we have here to help these people and find a place for the homeless. I mean, so many they are human beings like all of us, you know. Yeah, that's right. And there's so many things that can be done. We've been talking about that all day today. And uh, again, the the book is The In-Between Artist, The Story of Tony Durazi. And uh, again, great stuff. David, really appreciate you joining us on air today. Uh, best of luck with this. And so important that uh, success and mental well, illness are, are not exclusive. Uh, those things go together. All right. We'll go ahead and step aside for one last commercial break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to ask and explore the question, where are we? Find out what that's all about coming up next. I'm Dave Cauley 
investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.